Where are we off to next? Anywhere. Jenny looks over her shoulder and suddenly sees a teenage boy, roughly 16 years old, standing in the TARDIS. Just standing. Doctor, look! What is it? Oh, what? Uh, what? Uh, hello there? Um, how... how... Uh, how did you get into my TARDIS? Hello, Doctor. The boy falls to the floor of the TARDIS. Jenny and the Doctor look at each other, and then back to Ronan. lands in the quiet, peaceful village that is Jenny's home. Jenny quietly leaves through the main doors, too sad to even look back at the blue box that has been her home. The doctor waves goodbye to her. I sure will miss you, Jenny. Pushing past the doctor, an old friend runs into the TARDIS and nearly into the console. A silver? Doctor, I'm glad to see you. I've been coming to this park every day for nearly two years, hoping to see this blue box. Why? What's the matter? Don't you like Earth? It's beautiful, that hasn't changed, but it is so boring. There is only so many times you can go shopping, buy chips, and, and feed the endangered wildlife. This isn't the life for me, Doc. I need more. Hmm. You sound like a younger me once upon a time. Did you see Jenny leaving? She ran right past me. Didn't even speak. Is she okay? I'm afraid not. I think it's all been a bit too much for her. Between her father, the demons, the Daleks, and, well, everything. I'm afraid she's seen a bit too much death. Well, her father is doing great, and has an incredible new job. Her mum is doing great, and they are back together again. It's totally disgusting, the way they keep fawning all over each other. Well, looks like the cyber deconversion was successful then. I'm glad Jenny will be going home to a happy family. That's really all I wanted for her. I think she was just worried about her father. And then when he showed up, it's just kind of sent her over the edge. She demanded I take her home and then say another word to me. I begged her to talk to me, but she just sat here with a bag packed and didn't answer me. Who is he? The doctor and Silver walk over to the boy. Ah. Uh, no idea. How is this even possible? Uh, no, Silver, this isn't possible. The TARDIS is impenetrable, for the most part. Well, how could he have gotten into the TARDIS? I don't know. Guess we have to find out. It's not like he could have just walked right in it, could he? Perhaps some massive temporal anomaly, some hiccup in space-time. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait until he wakes up, I suppose. Let's get him to bed. The Doctor and Silver pick up the boy and bring him into one of the many bedrooms in the TARDIS. This room appears to have been occupied before by a teenage boy. Uh, in here. It was Alan's room. Silver and the Doctor lift the boy and put him down onto an unmade bed and stand next to him. Ugh! Heavier than he looks. The boy begins to mumble in his sleep. He suddenly sits up in bed and opens his eyes. He turns to look at the Doctor in Silver. Where am I? Who are you? That's what I was going to ask you. Except not the where am I part. Doctor... Right, uh, I am the Doctor. This is my friend Silver. And we are going to help you, if we can. Can you remember your name? Yes. Uh, 
think so. Ronan. I'm Ronan Alexander. Where are you from? I... I can't remember. What? Not a planet? City? Nothing? I don't remember anything about my home, my family, nothing. Only my name. Where are we? What is this place? It's my spaceship. My home. It's called the TARDIS. Stands for Time and Relative Dimensions in Space. A spaceship? It's my home. And it's a time machine. It's actually pretty cool. So what are you exactly? Intergalactic hitchhikers? Ah! Silver, he thinks we're Arthur Dent. Ah, oh, brilliant. Uh, Silver's an alien. I'm not... Pardon? It's a Time Lord spaceship. I'm a Time Lord. On this ship, you're the alien. Doing what, exactly? Well, uh, we travel through time and space. And? 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 Unbelievable! What else would one do with a time machine that also travels through space? Just travelling! Seeing all the different planets, stars, history. We do do quite a bit of running, though. Hope you're in good shape. And where are you going next? That's a good question. Where are we headed? The TARDIS telephone rings. The doctor runs out of the bedroom and into the console room. Yes, that's another thing. Things happen really fast around the doctor. Silver and Ronan follow. The doctor picks up the phone. Uh, hello? Who is this? How did you get this dump? What do you need my help with? Hmm. Well, I kind of have a thing right now when... Uh, yes. Urgent-ish? How urgent? Hmm. Yes. Oh, I see. We're on our way. You have a phone? Who was it? No idea. Well then, Mr. Ronan Alexander. Looks like we'll have to uh, work on your little mystery later. Ready to see the stars? Well, I have nowhere else to go. around the console as he's piloting the ship. Ronan is following behind him. He reaches down to touch a control knob. Look, but don't touch. That is the relative continuity stabilizer, and over here is the helmet regulator. Definitely don't touch that. It's beautiful. Where exactly are we going, and how dangerous is it? Uh, space station Nova Alpha, and potentially catastrophic. I need to find my baby. No, absolutely not. No guns. Oh, come on. Catastrophic, you said. Uh, okay. Ronan, you'll be fine. I'll keep you safe. No guns required. The TARDIS materializes, and the Doctor, Silver, and Ronan exit the TARDIS and find themselves in a large open room. The walls are white and cold. To the left is a massive window looking out into space. Many people who appear to be soldiers run past, and the station feels very busy. There are crates and boxes everywhere on the floor. 
The doctor opens the crate closest to him and finds it to be full of... Weapons. Excellent. Just great. This is a military installation. See, I told you I needed my gun. Ronan walks over to the window and peers out into the vastness of space. He looks amazed. The doctor walks over to join him. The blue one, that is Nova Altorius. Lovely people. Three heads, 64 stomachs. The orange one in the distance, that's Nova Calipari. Barren desert, nasty little parasites in the sand. Wouldn't go over there if I were you. Ronan asks if the doctor had been to every planet. Just the interesting ones. Wonder what all the weapons are for. Just then, a woman in a white uniform rounds the corner. Upon seeing the doctor, she runs and puts her arms around him, hugging him tightly. Uh, hello? Are you the one who phoned my TARDIS? Yes, I am. I can't tell you how happy I am to see you again. Oh, uh, we've met? Of course. We've both regenerated since then, I'm afraid. No wonder you don't recognize me. It's me, Romana. Romana! Fred! How in the name of sanity did you get out of e-space? The, the Time Lords. They were beyond furious when you left me there. Eventually, they managed to drag me back. I had to break a few rules, I'd imagine. I'd be flattered if they weren't so persistent. I've had a pretty interesting time, if I do say so myself. As soon as I could, I began traveling, looking for you. I got stuck on this space station for a while now. They need my help. Our help. I've been their scientific advisor here for some time. So, the Time War? Romana tells the Doctor that she wanted no part of the Time War, and did her best to stay out of it. She tells the Doctor she thought he had died. Well, I didn't die, and neither did Gallifrey. Uh, Silver, Ronan, this is Romana. She used to travel with me. Oh, a long time ago. Pleased to meet you. So are you a Time Lord as well? Depends on who you ask. Time Lord, Time Lady. I suppose the Doctor and I are the last two. Actually, there are others, unfortunately. Like the cockroaches, Time Lords seem to be able to survive anything. I thought I was the last. So did I, for a while. But no, Gallifrey lives. So, I understand you need my help. Oh yes. There's an unidentified spacecraft near our station. We tried to make contact, but they will not answer. We sent scouts to their ship, they never returned. Their design is nothing that registers in the database, and I've never seen a design before. Ah, and you wanted someone wise, experienced, knowledgeable about many different cultures to uh, try and identify this design? And if necessary, neutralize it. Romana leads the Doctor, Silver, and Ronan through the station. It's very large, and it takes them at least 15 minutes to get to the bridge. When they finally arrive, there's a man sitting at the control board, and another man looking out the window at the front. Captain Harder, I've brought a man who might be able to help. The man at the window turns around to look at the group of space travelers. Greetings. Any friend of hers is a friend of mine. You are? Uh, I'm the Doctor, and these are my friends Silver and Ronan. Doctor, eh? Doctor of what? Oh, so many things. I've quite forgotten them all. This is Captain Harter. He's the leader of this base. A uh, pleasure. Nice to meet you. And this is Varda, our Chief of Communications. Hello. So what exactly does a Chief Communications Officer actually do? I am in charge of all communications to and from the ship. Not a breath gets by without me knowing about it. Sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's not nearly as interesting as it may sound. Doctor, Romana said you could help us. I will do what I can. Take a look at this. 
Carter points to something that the doctor cannot immediately see from his vantage point. As he walks closer to the window, a large ship comes into view just off the port side of the ship. Romana asks if the doctor recognizes the ship. I... huh. Nope. Never seen it before in my life. So what do you suggest we do? Try to make contact. Tried that. They either aren't able or won't respond. Uh, let me try. I tend to be rather persuasive. The doctor walks over to the control board where Varda is sitting. The doctor presses a button. Hello, come in. This is the doctor speaking. Actually, it's this button. Ah. Hello, come in. This is the doctor speaking. You are in an illegal zone. Please state your race and intentions. Over. Well, now we wait for a response. I've told you, we sent several messages with no response. If they do not respond within 30 minutes, we'll have to open fire and destroy it. Ah, no you won't. It's interplanetary law in this sector. We would have no choice. Look at me. You, Harter. Look at me. Look at me. Not a single shot is to be fired today without my consent. I made a promise I intend to keep it. My word is law now. Excuse me? As Harder fumes, Romana asks the doctor what his plan is if they don't respond. We shall personally pay a visit to their ship. We? Was in Ronan and I as well? Well, it would be your choice, of course, but I assure you, it would be far less boring than staying here. The radio begins to crackle with life. They are responding. Play it. Farda plays the message and the sound fills the room. The Doctor, Silver, and Romana go stone cold. They look at each other in utter fear of the sound they're hearing on the radio. Doctor, what is it? No. Not here. Not today. It can't be them. They're all dead. Daleks. And they are very much alive, Romana. Are they scared? I don't know. These are the most evil creatures in the universe, and we are less than a hundred yards away from them. Romana asks the Doctor why they would be stationary, and why they haven't begun attacking. Uh, a good question. Daleks don't sit and wait. What are they doing? What could their plan possibly be? Why don't we ask them? Everyone on the bridge turns to face the boy. Why sit and wait to find out what their plan is? Why don't we just ask them, or better yet, we could develop our own strategy against them while wasting time? I agree with the boy. We aren't getting anywhere by just standing here talking. But how do we form our own strategy when we don't even know theirs? I know. I'm going to go with my original plan. I'm going to go over to their ship and have a quick look around. Uh, the rest of you will wait here, ready to blow that ship up if anything goes wrong. Any questions? You aren't leaving me behind. You and I are the only ones who know how dangerous the Daleks are. Actually, I do know. As a matter of fact, I've even killed a few. I am not fine with staying here. The Daleks are dangerous. I can't ask you to risk your life. You aren't asking because I'm not taking no for an answer. Ronan also puts himself forward to go on the mission. Absolutely not. The Daleks are dangerous, and I can't ask you to risk your life. Um, no offense, but we just met. Oh, come on. I'll be fine. And who else is here small enough to sneak around an enemy ship? It would be perfect. He has a point. Neither of you would fit in the nair depth. No offense. Fine. Fine, fine. It'll just be like old times. And I'm sure not staying here. Oh, yes you are. Besides Romana and I, you are the next best thing they have to a Dalek expert. 
You'll be very helpful to Harter and Vada. Wait. Before you all go, put these in your head. We'll be able to communicate with each other. I... Good idea. Thank you, Vada. Good luck, Doctor. Be careful. Ah, don't worry, Silver. Promise me, you'll be safe and won't do anything stupid? I promise. Yep, promise. The Doctor, Ronan, and Ramona walk back to the TARDIS swiftly. Oh, you've redecorated. Well, no time to waste. Let's go. Ready. All three exit the TARDIS and emerge into the dimly lit spacecraft. There is a low humming noise, and the stench is almost unbearable. Death. Uh, it isn't a different space vehicle. Look, that section is from an Allurian freighter. That bulkhead is from a cyber ship. The door ahead is from a Galafrian mining colony. This isn't a spaceship, it's a patchwork quilt of every race these Daleks have come across since. Well, uh, not too long ago, I may or may not have destroyed their entire fleet. Looks like this group got away and built a ship out of whatever they could find. We need to split up. You and Ronan head for the lower levels. I'll look for the command center. Ronan moves away from them and moves closer to a mismatched bulkhead to examine it. Keep an eye on him. Literally. Right before you called me, he just appeared in the TARDIS. Romana moves closer to the doctor and asks where Ronan came from, and who he is. I have no idea. Seems like a nice kid, but I've been wrong about this before. Don't let him do anything stupid or get himself killed. I'd normally keep him with me, but well... I'm sure if a Dalek spotted me, they'd do everything they could to kill me after what I did to them. He's probably safer with you. I'll watch him. Come on. The doctor heads to the command center of the patchwork ship while Ronan and Romana go the other way to look for the data core of the ship. Meanwhile, back on Nova Alpha, Varda and Silver are standing by his console board while Captain Harder stares at the Dalek ship. Varda and Silver seem to be getting along especially well. Seems so complicated. It isn't really. Once you've been doing it long enough, it's almost like you're playing an instrument. Our ship is so complicated. I wouldn't even to begin to know what's what. Sounds interesting. Maybe I'll get a chance to see your ship. I would take you on a personalized tour, but I'm afraid we'd get lost. It's a date, I mean. Not a date. I just meant... It's okay. I know what you meant. Look at that ship. Just waiting. What could they possibly hope to accomplish? Let's hope the Doctor can find out. This Doctor? Is he a genius? Or just incredibly arrogant and egotistical. All of them at once, actually. Ah. And you and he... Are friends? Meanwhile, in the patchwork ship, the Doctor enters a corridor that leads to a room that is at the center of the ship. The Doctor's earpiece crackles to life. Doctor, we haven't seen a single Dalek yet. Where could they be? Um, probably gathered in the command center. I'm almost there. There's something strange about all of this. The ship just sitting here for hours? The lack of actual Daleks on the ship? Well, I'm sure the Daleks are all in the room I'm about to enter. 
The doctor walks into the command center cautiously. A number of bright lights illuminate the room. However, the room is completely empty. Romana? There is something very, very wrong here. That's what I've been telling you. It doesn't feel right. Doctor, don't tell us. The room is empty, isn't it? Yes, uh, it is completely empty. There's nothing in here besides controls and the... the transmat. Doctor. A recently used transmat. Oh no. Oh, I've made a grave mistake. We've assumed they were waiting on their ship. I never even stopped to consider the terrible, terrible possibility. The Daleks are already on board, never Everyone, back to the TARDIS! Now! Romana and Ronan break into a run, as does the Doctor. As the Doctor is running, he contacts Varda. Nova Alpha, come in! Come in now! Yes, Doctor, this is Varda. Varda, you need to get everyone off that station. Evacuate? Yes, uh, the escape pods. Load them and launch them. I have no intention on abandoning this facility. <sighs> if you don't, everyone on that station is dead. Listen, the Daleks. They are already on the space station. What? Huh? Transmat, uh, we're on our way back now. You've got to launch those escape pods. I'll start the evacuation. Back on the station, Harder sounds the alert. All hands report to... Captain Harder, Captain Harder. We're cut off at Section 7. These machine things, they're killing everyone. Not the weapons are doing anything to them. They've taken Sections 8, 9, and 10. How many of them are there? Five. But they're unstuck. Doctor? I've got more bad news. What is it now? The escape pods were all in Section 9 and 10, and the Daleks are between us and them. Uh, is there any way you can get everyone to the bridge and lock it down? Yes, but when I initialize the lockdown, the doors will close in five minutes. Everyone will have to hurry. Then do it. Keep it open as long as you can. But whatever happens, you keep Zolta safe. The Doctor, Romana, and Ronan arrive at the TARDIS at almost the exact same time. The Doctor fumbles with the lock and opens the door. They enter and quickly arrive back at the lab. As soon as the doors open, they hear the sounds they dreaded hearing. Suddenly, a Dalek begins to round the corner. Hide! The trio throw themselves into a crevice in the wall. The Dalek turns the corner completely and begins to head down the corridor. Hold your breath. But Alex stops when it reaches the spot where they're hiding. It hesitates, for a moment, before continuing down the corridor and out of sight. Come on, we've got to get to the bridge before lockdown. The three exit their hiding space and run towards the bridge. When they get within eyesight of the bridge, it begins to close. Silver is standing at the entrance, motioning them to hurry. Run! Hurry! It's closing! The Doctor, Ravana, and Ronan sprint towards the door. The Doctor grabs Ronan and practically throws him through the door just in time, but it closes before Ravana can get through. No! Open the door, Vada. He can't. It's locked down. Nothing will open that door now. And they'll die out there. The Daleks want the Doctor dead more than anything. There's nothing we can do. I'm sorry. You open this door right now, or I swear I'll break it down. We can't risk the Daleks getting in here. There are 41 people in here, and I'm sworn to protect them all. You don't understand. 
They will not stop until this door is opened. We're all dead anyway. The Doctor and Romana stare at the door they've just been locked out of. This is not good. This is not good at all. What do we do? We could try and get back to the TARDIS. But there are almost certainly Daleks down there. We would never make it. The Doctor paces back and forth in front of the door, desperately trying to think of a plan. Well, I don't see any other way than to try and get back to the TARDIS. But the Daleks? They're either going to find us up here, or they are going to find us when we try and get to the TARDIS. But hey, let's at least try. We'll go out with a bang. Then let's do it. Well, when we get to the TARDIS, then what? Hmm. Ah. Uh, the radio. Barda! Barda, can you hear me? Yes, Doctor. This is Barda. Listen, I'm assuming you have a self-destruct mechanism. Well, yes. Obviously. But... I have an idea. Romana and I are going to go to my spaceship, we'll materialize in the bridge, get everyone on board, and set off the self-destruct. The Daleks will be killed, and everyone will be safe. Hopefully. Very well. But... We'll be there shortly. The Doctor switches off his communicator. Doctor, I have an idea. Yeah? What if I distract the Daleks and you make it over to the TARDIS? Alone. The, no, no! They'll kill you! But then you'll definitely make it. Look, it doesn't matter. We both need to make it. I'll be damned if I see another Time Lord die. It's the only way. No, no, no. Do you hear me? I'm not doing that. Fine. And let's not waste any more time. The Doctor and Romana rush back through the corridors and down to the level where the TARDIS is. However, there is a group of Daleks surrounding the ship. They turn and stop the Doctor and Romana. It is the Doctor! How is this possible? You detonated the neutrino bomb! You should not exist! Exterminate! Wait! Stop! You can't kill us! You destroyed billions of Daleks! You destroyed the Dalek fleet! Only we remain! We will rebuild! We will flourish! We will conquer the universe! Exterminate! If you kill me, you'll destroy the rest of the Daleks. You will be killed along with this little ragtag group you've managed to keep together. If you kill me, the Daleks will become extinct. Explain! Did you really think that was the only neutrino bomb? I'm a Time Lord. I had access to a battle TARDIS. I knew some of you might escape. I've been keeping this for the next time we meet. The Doctor pulls a box from his coat pocket. The Daleks back away. That does not resemble the neutrino bomb! Of course, I've made a few improvements now that I've had time to properly work on it. Tiny and compact, just what I need to destroy a rogue group of Daleks. You lie! Oh, don't give me that rubbish. Of course I'm not lying. You are trying to stay alive. Well, obviously. But I am telling the truth. Kill me, this entire space station goes poof. But we can kill the female! No! All of a sudden, a beam of energy comes out of nowhere, killing the Dalek. The Doctor and Romana, as well as the remaining Daleks, turn around to see one of the soldiers of the space station. Before the Daleks can even advance on him, he shoots the other Daleks all around the TARDIS. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, what's your name, and more importantly, what is that weapon? My name is Lieutenant Alexei Jacobin. This is a neutrino blaster. It's experimental, and unfortunately for us, completely drained now. Come with us, we're evacuating everyone on board. This is my section. I'm not abandoning my post. I'll destroy as many Daleks as I can. 
No, you have to come with us. This ship is going to explode. Very shortly, I hope. What? We're going to set off the self-destruct, and hopefully take all the Daleks with it. Well then, I'm coming with you. Jacobin throws down the weapon, and he, the Doctor, and Romana enter the TARDIS, and he quickly materializes. materializes on the bridge of Nova Alpha, and the Doctor opens the door. Everyone in. Quickly now. Varda, Harta, start the self-destruct. Doctor, that is what Varda was trying to tell you. The self-destruct can only be detonated by voice command. Someone has to stay here to set it off. Fine. I will stay. No. You have to fly the TARDIS. I'll do it. No. Voice recognition software. You see? I'll stay. I am the commanding officer of this station and I'll decide who stays and who goes. I have no intentions of letting the Daleks have my station. Forgive me, Commander. For what? This. Varda presses a button at his console and Harder collapses. What did you do? Neutral damper. Sent through his earpiece. He'll wake up in a few minutes with a massive headache. You can't stay behind. Please don't. I guess we won't have that day after all. I entered military service to save people. And this is the way it has to end. Now, go. Quickly. Then I'm sorry. And thank you. Don't worry about it. It's my pleasure. Goodbye, Varda. Goodbye, Romana. The Doctor escorts Silver into the TARDIS. The TARDIS dematerializes just as the Daleks blast through the door to the bridge. Not this time. You've exterminated your last victims. Computer, initiate protocol one. As the Dalek guns blast Barda, the space station Nova Alpha explodes, taking the Daleks and their ship with it. The TARDIS materializes on Nova Alturius. The former crew of the Nova Alpha emerges from the TARDIS and onto the beach where the TARDIS materialized. A large city is in the distance. Well, Doctor, I can't thank you enough. I just can't believe Varda did that. He was a brave man. He died with honor. Doctor, if you ever need my help, please, just find me. I owe you my life. Our lives. Harder salutes the Doctor, but the Doctor simply shakes his hand. Uh, the saluting is... Not for me, Captain. No. Evidently not. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye, Captain Harter. The Captain walks over to the large group of people who escaped the station. Jacobin walks up to the Doctor. Well, Doctor, I must say thank you for saving my life. Oh, honestly, it was nothing. It happens on a daily basis. Besides, we're the ones who should be thanking you. Goodbye, Doctor. The doctor nods and turns his attention towards Romana. Don't suppose uh, you have any interest in, oh, I don't know, coming with us? Oh, no, doctor. No, thank you. These people are going to need help, and I need to give it to them. I thought you'd say something like that. But I thought I'd ask. You sure? Remember, we had some great adventures together. Oh, how could I ever forget? I must go. Thank you, Doctor, for another interesting adventure. 
If I ever need your help, just remember, I've got your number. <laughs> well, goodbye, Romana. It's been an absolute pleasure. So what are you going to do with that neutrino bomb? From what I remember, those things were bound on Gallifrey. Uh, you mean this old thing? The doctor retrieves the box from his pocket he had earlier. He opens it and pulls out a chocolate. Miss Vespaloon's Tinno Chocolates. Best chocolate in the known galaxy. I always keep a tin handy. Never know when they might come in handy. The doctor offers one to Romana, who takes one from the box and eats it. Mm, you're right. These are good. Better than jelly babies. Ugh. Can't stand those things. Goodbye. Goodbye, Doctor. Farewell, Romana. It was very nice to meet you. And you. Goodbye, Romana. Look after him for me. Most definitely. Silver and Ronan enter the TARDIS. Goodbye, Doctor. I think you have somewhere completely random to be. <laughs> I think so. The Doctor enters the TARDIS. Well, I think I've had enough Daleks for a lifetime. Tell me about it. Many lifetimes. So then, Ronan, since we don't know where you come from or where you are going, I think you better stay with us until we can figure it out. Do you think you'd like to stay? Travel with Silver and I? Well, that depends. Where are we going next? <laughs> I have no idea. Have you ever known? Nope. Then what the hell are you waiting for? Show me something incredible. 